Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode nine of the Sex Sales Podcast. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Please click follow or subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or Spotify if you haven't already. And of course, on the Neil TV YouTube channel. Eliza, how are you going? Yeah, good, good. I can't believe this is our ninth episode. It's gone so fast. It has gone fast, yeah. hasn't it? You've had a pretty stressful day, haven't you? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you can't, you can't, we can't do that. <laughs> we can't tease the listeners like that. <laughs> it wasn't too stressful. It's a first world problem, but I got stuck in my car park. So mm. um, tried to get an Uber in and I'm banned from Uber. So I had to download another app, but I'm here. Can you tell them why you're banned from Uber? Because this is a funny Yeah, a funny okay. Story. If you're on Uber Eats, don't be like me and don't make multiple complaints, even if they're 100% true. Don't be a Karen. <laughs> don't be a Karen. Um, I saw people eating my food, but apparently that was two Karen, so they banned me. But they have a three-strike rule, so if you make three complaints, um, they think you're fraudulent and they ban you from Uber Eats and Uber. Even if the complaints are valid? Yeah, they were valid. <laughs> I wasn't even lying, but yeah. That's so, so sad. So if anyone here works from Uber, please unban me, please. Yeah, well, you'll have to stick to uh, Deliveroo yeah. or DoorDash. I'm on DoorDash, yeah. They're terrible. Once oh. Our family used DoorDash last week and it just, they, they ordered the food. It went through on my dad's credit card. Yeah. And then the restaurant called um, and said, yeah, we're not actually on DoorDash. What? Yeah. And That's... then he had to call them, get a refund, and it took like half an hour for them to give oh, the refund. Oh, my God. So I don't know why DoorDash put the restaurant on there, but. But you know what? At least you can call them because you can't call Uber Eats. Mm. So there's one perk. That's one point. Yeah. Very, very first world problems. <laughs> Not even for very like upper class. Yeah. Middle upper class first world problems. Our food delivery service <laughs> isn't up to scratch. <sighs> this is an atrocity. It is sad though. Um, pray for me. <laughs> pray for Eliza. Hashtag pray for Eliza in the comments. Thank you. Um, so. Today we're going to talk about picking up. Yes, woohoo! I think, I think it'd be a good one because we we keep talking about the issues and what not to do. So maybe it'd be good to talk about what we should be doing. Um, mm. Yeah. When you say what we should be doing, do you think that's your personal opinion of what might work for you, or do you think that there's more of an objective? Uh, ethical way that people should try to people men should aim for when approaching women yeah look i have been doing a little bit of research and i do find it really interesting the comparison between male dating coaches and female dating coaches when it comes to picking up mm -hmm. um male uh, females um and it's really interesting how male dating coaches very much take this um, kind of idea that we need to be really forward. We need to be really masculine and be really strong. Um, the conversation needs to be dominated by the man. Like that's literally what they say, dominate the conversation. Who's, and, and how many, how many have you read? And have they all said that? Not, uh, not, well, yeah, I haven't read the game because okay. I just couldn't, I know that it's a bit controversial. I should have read it yeah. to just get my point out, but I think I took a little stand against it. Um, mm. But I have heard like the second books and the third books um, were really good. Uh, who's it by? Have you done a third one? I've, I only Neil. know uh, the game and then the truth. Yeah. Or maybe there isn't a third one. 
It might be. I, haven't, I don't know yeah. if it's the third one. Or maybe The Truth is the third one. I'm not sure. But I've heard that one is much better than the first one. But pretty much it's just a, it's a lot of, you know, if you go on YouTube and you go on um, like podcasts and things like that and mm-hmm. you're looking up these kind of things, it is a bit um, a bit intense and the approach that it it encourages you to take. And I think that a lot of it is about how to change your personality to be more appealing. Um, and I had actually a couple people from this podcast reach out to me on Instagram asking me about mm. approaching women. And and one guy in particular was saying that, you know, he's, he's quite um, shy and like maybe would take a more gentle approach. And I was trying to say... Mm don't you don't have to force yourself to be super confident and outgoing if that's not you are like those things can work for you too people are into shy and quiet people it's about being your best self Mm. presenting your best self and if it doesn't match with someone else okay so be it okay that's really interesting because i feel like we may have some disagreements on this topic um when i was young i read the game and Mm. it spoke to me yeah it did uh i wasn't very confident with women i didn't have a lot of success Mm. when i was younger and a lot of people who criticize that book just haven't read it. Yeah. So I would really recommend reading it first because he does question a lot of his ideas in the book. He often reflects on what he's saying and what he could be articulating for young men and if it is an unhealthy view of women. Um, what pickup artistry does, it, it can commoditize women, which is very unhealthy, mm. and it definitely has toxic elements. Mm. But I do really firmly believe it does more good than harm because what yeah. it does is it gives men a, a, a Bible, if you will, on ways to um, make themselves a bit more appealing and by not necessarily changing their personality, I don't know if I agree with that, but bringing mm. out the best of themselves. Mm. So at the start, it it is all about faking it till you make it and putting on a bit of a facade of confidence, even cockiness. But once you then become comfortable with approaching women and talking to them, that that step allows you to then become yourself. Mm. And it, I never got really immersed in pickup artistry or game or anything like that, but some of those um, dating coach books and, and some of that advice that I can see how at, at face value it could be perceived really negatively, it did help me. Yeah. Helped me uh, a lot and it does help a lot of men. So... When you say things like it's it's really intense, do you mind going into a bit more detail about about that? Like, what? How do you feel when you when you read some of these forums and some yeah, of the yeah, sure. Like, I'm not going to knock the book because I haven't read it, and even I should read it. I'll 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 read it, and, and we'll do how about okay, it. Okay, we'll do yeah. another podcast time. <laughs> and and really briefly, he's not even he he's basically just uh, bringing it to the mainstream. It was yeah. always, all a lot of those rules and yeah uh, ideas and 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 formulas if you will existed prior to the book yeah. he just sort of gave people an insight into it exactly um one of the things have you ever heard of um nlp it's like neuro-linguistic a th- yeah. programming yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's a kind of like a type of um therapy almost where you can subtly change people's thought processes without them 
always being aware of it happening. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I had studied and done as well through um, my courses. And what they were saying is that they had to put in a, um, like a board in place that if you are using it NLP um, negatively, you can be banned pretty much from being a practitioner of it. But yep. what the reason they did that is they found that all of a sudden there was this massive surge in men coming to do NLP that had nothing to do with coaching or therapy sure. or anything like that. And they found that it was because um, they were coming to learn how to convince or what other people would think manipulate women into sleeping with them. Yeah. Um, and not that any, I'm not saying the book does that or these videos or, or podcasts on YouTube do that. But what I was seeing so much of was things that me and my girlfriends are watching them and we're like, oh, we would hate if, if guys were doing that, like coming up so confidently being like, here's what you need to know about me. I'm Mark, I'm 30 and I'm a doctor, like that kind of thing. Yeah. People were so encouraging, which... I thought was kind of, would think was arrogant and I'd be like, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> I agree that there's definitely some cringe elements. Yeah. And I feel like it appeals uh, a lot to men who are trying to pick up maybe when they're younger. Yeah. And maybe the women they're going for are at, at college in America mm. and might not be looking for uh, the, the qualities that women in their in their 20s would be looking for. Um have you had men that have approached you in, in, in ways that look um, to be emulating um, pickup techniques? A thousand percent. Okay. Many times. Many can, times. See, that's the thing. I know if, <laughs> if girls uh, know a bit about pickup artistry, they can sense that really yeah. quickly so it doesn't work on them. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I think like my biggest attraction in someone is someone that's just humble. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're putting on this facade a bit too strongly that you're like super confident and it's always great to be confident it's great to be assertive but mm -hmm. um stay humble <laughs> and sure. um it is interesting though like how so many of these coaching or directions or hints are by men to men mm -hmm. and i'm in two minds about it because one mind is that these are guys that have done it successfully so they're teaching other guys what they can do yeah but at the same point when it comes to talking to women why should we should listen maybe to what the women want as well yeah. and what they're saying about it which is often very different i was actually having a chat about this with a group of friends the other night and we we're talking about like hinge and tinder and things like that and one of the guys was saying why do girls always bail before the dates? And the girls were saying it's because usually it's because the comp they'll set a date a week in advance yeah. and the guy will be like, cool, I got a date a week in advance and he won't message her till the day before. And, but in that, within that week, she's talked to 10, 15 other guys and has kind of almost forgotten about him. And I'm not saying that that is good or mm -hmm. right at any point, but it was just the whole we the guy the men and the women got in this debate where the men were like once you set the date you shouldn't overwhelm this girl with with texts being like how's your day or whatever you should just have your date and see if you connect otherwise you're just wasting your time and the women were saying i would like the man to be you know making small talk here and there like every day or so like just keeping my interest before our date so that was an interesting kind of break in opinions Okay. What do you think? Sure. Well, that first of all, that's different. Online, uh, speaking online is different to trying to pick up in person. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. 
Okay, so I agree it makes quite logical sense to listen to what women want. Mm. This is going to sound bad, but every time I've heard women talk about, hey, this is what I want when a man approaches me, talks to me, it's seems to be something on the along the lines of just be yourself, you know, be nice, <laughs> be be funny. We like a sense of humor. Yeah. And it just when I've uh, adopted some more of those pickup techniques before I was confident enough to just be myself and be confident mm. w- within who I am, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I'm just going by my experience, True. what has worked, and I do think a lot of men feel the same way yeah there's this great joke i remember it to this day about this comedian he gets on stage he's like uh oh women are always saying they want a sense of humor they want a sense of humor and he's just like no that's total rubbish they'll they'll just laugh they'll, they just want a good looking guy and they'll laugh at whatever rubbish comes out of his <laughs> mouth and um hmm. it's it sounds a bit uh mean the way he said it there but just his delivery and everything when he said it was really really funny that's interesting um hmm. And, you know, I this book, I, I really recommend you read it as well. I think I talked to you about it before, not on a podcast. It's called Hormonal. Yeah. And it's by a, a lady called Marty Hasselton. She was on the Sam Harris podcast. That's how I read the book. But mm. it's really fascinating. Mm. It even spoke about how when women were uh, ovulating, mm-hmm. they were more likely to be attracted to confident, even sometimes cocky men. The high testosterone, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so... That's right. And I get the vibe that when it's a night out, there's so many guys approaching girls and especially at a club, every mm. minute a girl's probably getting mm. an advance from a, from a man. So you, you, it makes sense that you got to stand out. Mm. you got to do something interesting, hence that whole peacocking thing. Do you yeah. know about that? Where <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you know, some men will go out there with like... Just wear really absurd, bizarre clothing in order to grab attention. So, look, I don't, I think taking pickup artistry in the game to a religious extent where every Friday you're going out trying to game and things like that is a bit extreme. Mm. But I do think there's valuable lessons in there. Mm. I can only attest to what has worked and and helped me. Yeah. Um, I don't, see it as manipulation yeah uh something like negging you know people would talk about that as as though it's manipulation or putting someone down but the way i see negging for those of you don't know negging is basically you give a backhanded compliment to a girl so oh your head is like what did you just wake up you know two minutes ago or something like that um and what that does is that it it shows it shows value in the sense that you're not just fawning over her. You're mm. not just, oh, you're so beautiful, you know, mm. I want to marry you, that kind of thing. And then the woman gets a bit more interested because it's like, okay, this guy's not going to be mm. super needy and he's not, he's just, he's just fun. He's just yeah. a fun guy. So it's teaching men how to flirt, not to manipulate, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's that's right. And, you know, it's not that every single pickup artistry book or article or whatever is is a manipulation. I don't think mm-hmm. it is. I think it's more so it becomes manipulative when it's like, say, um, talk about how you want to build this future with them or you want to do this with them or you they're the most beautiful girl you've ever seen. Like oh. say that to them when, then, when they've said it to 10 people that night, that right. kind of thing, um, which isn't as, as common. But yeah. I, I think with the – the one that you said before about how 
women say like just be yourself it's so true they do say that and yet sometimes we do have crazy high standards and Mm -hmm. expectations because we we might have lots of men coming up to us but what um I found interesting was there is a a coach a a very like popular one called Matthew Hussey and he does it for he he coaches women more so in approaching men um but he was saying that he he made this little post and he was like, what to women, what made you, what was the moment where you became extremely attracted to someone? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, when he said this to me or when he pushed my hair behind my ear, it was all things like one of them was um, a, a, preg- a woman with a baby in a pram in front of us, the blanket fell out and he picked up the blanket and gave it to the woman. Mm. Or it was the, um, she, they had, she, one of the girls had, um, a boy stay overnight and then the next morning she went to make coffee and she came back to the room and he'd made the bed like it was just these little gestures of kindness and gentleness that mm. women were like that's the moment that I became um, like attracted to him but then mm. in reverse it was when men were attracted to the women it was these moments of like like her being like confident or like assured and um out there or something like that not afraid to look me in the eye kind of those kind of things and yet we kind of put that then we say to men this is what you should do to women because that's what men like from women some, that's just, that's, interesting. that's just what they're yeah, saying. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. I have to look at that. Is that a study or a, or a... it wasn't a study? It okay. was just something he did himself. He yeah, some... little experiment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Attraction is a very broad term. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a sexual attraction is very different to an emotional mm-hmm. attraction. Do you think that when the man, men showed those acts of kindness and generosity, what was initially just a physical attraction then became an emotional attraction. He was saying it was a little, it's like a little glimpse into your future relationship. Like it's showing, mm. okay, th- this man is nurturing or this man is considerate and this man is kind. And those are the things that we might want in a long-term relationship. So it builds that surge of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that there is... um an initial physical attraction that doesn't always need to occur prior, but mm. it definitely helps if it does. A hundred percent, especially if you're doing like, oh, well, I guess online and even in, in person. And it's, it's shitty to say, but you know, someone walks up to you before they even um, talk to you, you've either decided I'm open to this or I'm going to write, like write this off right now and be like, no. Yeah. So I guess it absolutely does have a big play, but I think that the physical attraction can only hold, your your interest very momentarily especially for women like a matter of minutes before they're like nah these are douche or whatever or don't like this yeah yeah so i i think the game and and pickup artistry is trying to get men in the in the door with that initial not just the physical attraction Mm. but then making them fun yeah you know making them someone who who is the life of the party who's interesting because a lot of times men might be, they're often very intelligent, mm. uh, but they're just too rigid and logical mm. and they're great at their jobs. They might have a standard corporate job or to be doing really well in mm. school, but they don't have that edge to them. And I've I've found, you don't tell me if this is true, uh, if you have a bit of mystery, not mystery, but complexity to you, a bit of an edge to you, you're not just the standard person that you run of the mill, mm. guy in a suit or a guy at school or uni just doing the classic thing that everyone does. If there's something different, if there's something interesting about you, and especially if that is 
if if the, if elements contradict. So mm-hmm. hence the whole if he's a bad boy, but then he has that really gentle kind mm. side to him. Mm. Those are the sort of things that are very attractive yep. to women. What what how would you say? I have the perfect scenario for this. It's it's just popped in my epiphany. It's like you're in a club, a female, mm-hmm. and there's there's two types of men. Well there's more many types. Um uh, but you know there's, the same. <laughs> there's one type that maybe like really trying to you know he wants to pick up and he's self-confident and he sees you dancing and he's kind of like coming up behind you and trying to like the ivy yeah bump and grind (laughs) on you and grab your hits and then straight away i'm like not gross Mm -hmm. but then i'll see a man two meters away dancing really like awkwardly and weirdly and super goofy like peacocking maybe like yeah doing some weird things and i'm like yeah (laughs) that's got my interest yeah okay do you think that? Well, that's the that's the peacocking thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, oh, this guy's he's, like he's confident fun. and and funny. Yeah, fun is yeah. the big uh, to me. That's the mm-hmm. easiest, as briefly as you can break it down. Fun, you got to yeah. be fun. Yeah, if, especially if it's a night out. It, what girls just want to have fun, right? That's what. What's her name said? <laughs> sing it. I'm definitely not going to sing. Um, so again, I, I'm yeah. repeating myself here, but the. Pickup archery. I I really do understand how on a on a surface level and a, a shallow understanding of it, it can really mm. be quite confronting. And it does have its toxic elements. Mm-hmm. Not doubting that. Mm. And like any subculture, there are, you can take it to an extreme that's really unhealthy and in many ways dangerous. Yeah. But I think a lot of people incorrectly uh, assume that the extreme elements represent the whole community. Absolutely. And they don't. Mm. And that's what it is. It's it's getting men who are otherwise not that fun to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's helping them become fun, enthusiastic, energetic, just uh, a good time. It's it In many ways, I would argue it's helping women because it's giving them a fun time as well. You yeah. don't want to be with a guy who's boring and nervous and, and rigid and, and too uh, in his head. Yeah. I'm sure you'd want to be with someone who's a bit, uh, is charming and maybe there is a bit of banter there and there's a bit of teasing and then there's a bit like, well, I didn't like what you said there, but it's Mm. all very good natured and there's that underlying Mm. flirtation that that exists. Yeah. It's, I guess the devil, the devil in me, the devil's advocate Mm -hmm. says that, you know, how many times have I heard women say like I met this guy and we had so much fun and like we connected and it was so goofy and then you know and he doesn't text and then no it's the next couple times they see him he's become like this rigid and intense like person and she's like it's very different to what it was when he was pursuing me to what he actually is in human nature Mm. and I think that's a really common thing and you know relationships change and the way you are when you pursue someone is always different to when you are like settled in a relationship mm-hmm. um you, you're presenting the best aspects of yourself you're not going to be like hey i'm eliza and here is every floor of mine of course yeah um but i do see and i do hear it so much that the way we can approach people can be so different to what they actually are that i think that pickup artistry is important to learn things like eye contact or when when is touch appropriate consent like those things I think are so amazing but also don't change your personality 
personality just temporarily for five minutes to try to like seduce someone, like learn these skills of confidence and, yeah. and things like that and try to actually adopt them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you there. If you're mm. just flat out lying yeah. <laughs> and just being someone that you're simply not, mm. then... I don't know if I'd call that manipulative, no. uh, but it shows that there's a deep insecurity there maybe and that you're not comfortable in who you are. So you have to put on this uh, completely hyperbolic, mm. uh, incorrect persona mm. to get someone to be interested in you. Yeah. First, on, on your point, I'd argue that, that, look, there's elements of that from, from both sides. Yeah. You know, I think uh, there's oh, a lot of girls for where... Sure. Yeah, you just, when you're first dating them and then and then they're very different, you know, a year into the relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's just uh, men. It certainly isn't. Um, mm. there's, there's like an... I just think that there is a lot of pressure because more often than not, it's great that there is this guy who's teaching women mm. how to approach, right? Uh, mm. Because more often than not, 90% of the time, um, men are doing the uh, initial approach, yeah. the, the first message. Mm -hmm. And first of all, a lot of men complain about that. And look, um, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a good side to that and there's a bad side yeah. to that. You can sort of, con you, you're, yeah. you're controlling that initial uh, interaction, which is great. Mm -hmm. But then there's a sort of, then you can get rejected. Exactly. <laughs> so there's good and bad to that. Um yeah, there is definitely and, a lot of pressure on. Yeah, so the, mm. the, there's a lot of pressure, and then and then especially if you've uh, endured a lot of rejections, mm. it's pretty debilitating. Um, you can feel very powerless, and then it's very hard to then when people <laughs> there's that meme on the incel forums, which is like just be confident, bro. And I totally understand when you're just constantly facing rejection, it's hard to just be confident. You don't just you can't just be confident. Confident is a byproduct of uh, being content and mm -hmm. being having accomplished things mm -hmm. and achieved things. So if there is a man who is at that really low point and temporarily can put on this persona to, to then just be able to interact with women and, and, and have a bit more experience with them, and then that will give him some more confidence. Mm. Now, then I totally understand that the argument there is like, well, then he's maybe using some of those women to just validate himself. But then I'd also argue, look, we're all doing that <laughs> in this day and age. Yeah. We're all uh, using each other for validation, let's yeah. be honest. So um, I uh, I don't always like... Look, most of... From a personal perspective... Most of my interactions would start online. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people, that's the case. Uh, I do occasionally uh, talk to women at parties and bars and uh, even just in, you know, day-to-day -day occurrences. Mm. It is more, it's more nerve-wracking, right? Because yeah. being rejected in person is uh, it's, it's hard to swallow sometimes versus being rejected online. You're like, all right, I'm fine. I'll just, there's, <laughs> a, there's another one I can message. Yeah, literally. Like <laughs> so... Um, I'm just trying to, you know, paint a bit of a picture for, for, for what it's like, especially if you're just like, a, you know, freshly 18 oh, for and sure. you've been, maybe you've even been bullied for not having hooked up, yeah. you know, you're still a virgin, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not easy. Now that's not an, ex that's not an excuse. I'm not excusing any bad or abusive behavior at all and make that very clear, mm. but it's not a fun time if you're in that 
in that boat, especially at that age when uh, sex is just everything. <laughs> Literally, yeah, for sure. Um, it's all you think about. I mean, it doesn't change too much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's especially prevalent, you know, um, 16 to 24, 22, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. look, it's not – and then I, I read the statistic recently where – if you're a woman in in a big city on an on a dating app, you're gonna get something like a thousand offers a month on average. Easy, yeah. I went on a, <laughs> I, I got drinks with this girl a, a few weeks ago, right? And then and she was showing me her Instagram DMs. I was like, yeah. oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I had messaged her maybe two hours ago on Instagram. She had to scroll down <laughs> to get to my DM. Yeah. And she wasn't an in, she wasn't Insta famous or anything. Yeah. She's attractive, but it's it's um so th- that just means there's just a lot of pressure for men to to stand out to to be something a bit more interesting to be different see so- this is the thing is because i i get that mm-hmm. but then from my perspective like i'm just a normal average girl but i also get millions of Friday and Saturday night, I can get between 10 and 50 messages in a night from random. 50. Yeah, like literally. Damn. Especially when I'm like single. Mm. Um, and just everyone tries their luck on the weekends. Like during the week, it's yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah, and, come yeah. Friday oh, and I've my phone done. will be going oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Yeah, but what's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like these, they all try the same, like these bold or cheeky like pickup lines or saying something yeah i would just say saying something cheeky yeah um, and confident and outgoing and i literally eye roll eye roll eye roll and then if someone mm-hmm. says something nice being like oh hey like i saw that you did this on the weekend that looks really cool like blah blah, blah. the niceness was yeah, is a thing okay. that i was drawn to the most okay but that's just me i guess personally but i saw um a uh, one of these videos on YouTube and it had like four and a half million views on on picking up women and I had such a mixed feeling about the advice he gave like really unsure if I was okay sure. with it or hated it but he was saying if you want to get good at picking up women um, especially women that you find attractive and that you might that might make you stumble over your words a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Practice on women that you're not attracted to <laughs> continuously. And that's okay, when yeah. I was like, God, these poor other women think, oh, this guy's just approached me and he's showing me he's interested, but he's just practicing. Yeah. And that's that's been shared with, you know, four mm. and a half million people, that kind of advice. Okay, no, yeah. I understand that would be, that's not a nice thing to to do. Again, you're using other women yeah. to, to, to just gain a bit of validation and confidence. Yeah. Some other tactics that are similar to that, which is uh, I know in, I think it might have even been the game, but for really shy men, they'll say, "Hey, go out to a shopping mall and just smile at every girl you see." Yeah. Just, just, and and try to say, spark up a conversation with a girl that you buy something mm. from the shop. Yeah, from, I like right? that. Yeah. Now, that's not. That's not. Uh, he's not saying the words. Try to talk to women you're not attracted to, but. Mm embedded in that it's sort of saying you look just practice talking to women mm. before you try to talk to women that because yeah when you t- try and talk to women you're attracted to then the nerves pick up mm. and it's it's it, it is harder uh so if you're just going out and just basic things like that smile yeah um try to spark up a conversation with someone even at a train station bus stop ask them for the time whatever yeah. it might be 
just because then you get used to talking to girls because a lot of these guys they mightn't have even they don't maybe even talk to girls that much yeah so if you just get used to it then then you're not awkward about it you're not nervous it's not something new it's just something natural that you do every day yeah i like that i think that's good advice especially just making eye being able to hold eye contact and smiling at someone when you pass them in the shops of course it's a good one to practice yes yeah just don't like lead anyone on being like oh wow i really see potential with us if you're not actually interested in them but just by talking to people i think that's great and it's good to be able to be normal and things like that around women so i think it's um you shouldn't be lying about your intentions exactly but Mm. i think it's fine if you're just open about look i'm not looking for anything serious i know it's such a typical thing for men to say these days Mm. but at least be upfront. I'm sure you'd appreciate that kind of honesty oh, as opposed sure. to a man who's like, no, I really see us going somewhere. Yeah. And then like three weeks later, oh, no, sorry, I changed my mind. Mm. Which can look, people can change their mind, but then if they just were lying, that's that is that probably is manipulative. Yeah. I, would call I think that it's always just good to say, you know, I'm open minded and I'm curious to see where things go. Or that kind of thing is always a, yeah. good, a good answer. Um, but yeah, it's it can be a, a tricky line. Uh, but I also think that it's good to get in the habit of, you know, like a- approaching women and talking to women in a, not just a way to pick up because it's really important to teach ourselves how to speak platonically to women and how to build platonic relationships with women where you're not just thinking like, I want to have sex with this <laughs> this girl because she's talking to me. <laughs> Finally, <Yes. laughs> a woman speaks. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 I mean, the male brain, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I agree. Um, yeah. I found as as I get older, I don't need to consci- consciously turn into pickup mode or anything like yeah. that. I'm just myself. Uh, if I am attracted to a girl, I'll just go and spark up a conversation. I might be a bit more nervous, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm. It is what it is. Mm. Um, gets better. It, it, I've gotten better as I've, as I've gotten older, but I think that's not because I've perfected the skill of pickup artistry or anything like that one i think i'm just, uh, just probably a bit better looking now than when i what i was at 18 <laughs> and just a bit more just a conf- bit more confident and with that confidence if you're not faking it that rubs off on other people yeah and people feel comfortable around you if you're confident and you're self-assured and there's that fine line between confidence and co- and, and look arrogance is not confident. That's right. It's, it's, it's really yeah. easy to decipher that. Mm-hmm. Women, you, you know, women are a lot more emotionally intelligent than men. And, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's very easy for m- most women to tell when a guy is totally faking it mm-hmm. versus when he's genuinely confident and happy with himself. Yeah, it, it's easier said than done, though. I think okay. that even I've fallen into that trap. Like, yeah, I've been studying, like, therapy and counseling and relationship for seven years but I'm the type of person that when you know I say something I'll mean it 100% authentically and I just don't lie I just don't bullshit and and when I'm meeting someone and I'm not in like therapy mode and someone's telling me things I'll just believe them like I'll just yeah okay I'll just believe (laughs) trust what they're saying because I myself wouldn't wouldn't bullshit but I I wouldn't say I've fallen victim to it because maybe that's not usually the type of guy that I would go for but my god do they try some people will just try anything to to try (laughs) lure you in um 
but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it is hard. And I do think, you know, there is, like you said, there is a lot of pressure on, on the men to just hold this all. It's like, you know, when two people come together, it comes down to a lot of people think the man and how they pursue this woman or things like that. I think that's kind of sad. It's definitely should be a two way kind of, it's a tango, it's a dance. I agree, but then don't you think there's a bit of an underlying biological element to that where it's a bit more attractive if a man is making that move? And I'm not just saying this because it's my. I'm just yeah. saying yeah. this. Yeah, this is. What, but I've heard women say yeah that sort of thing. I think it's what's more attractive isn't necessarily making the first move, but it's reciprocating interest mm-hmm. and attraction and being able to to gauge that straight away. Yeah, yeah, so the the that realm of uh, thinking, I'm not. It's not just pickup artistry, but there's mm. other mm. areas there. They talk about uh, escalating. Mm. So that's where it's on the man to uh, escalate escalate the situation. Say, for example, if he wants to pursue a sexual relationship, mm. if he wants to take her home, he's the one generally saying, "Hey, do you, you know, do you want to come back to my place?" Yeah. Or, um, holding her hand first mm. or, you know, going in for the kiss. Yeah. My experience is gen- generally the case. Yeah. Uh, I I could probably maybe a handful of times where, like, a woman has actually lent in to kiss me. Mm. And I don't even, to be honest, I was like, oh, yeah, I was kind of, I, I don't, I like, uh, you know, being the one, not in control, but taking the lead. But yeah. maybe that's a personal preference. I don't know. Mm. Um. And what can happen there, especially when you're younger and inexperienced, is you can misread the situation mm. and you can make a mistake. You can go in for a kiss and she's like, what, what are you doing? You can yeah. you can be making out, you know, you move your hand somewhere that you thought was appropriate at the time and, and she's like, what, what what's going on? So yeah. this isn't a perfect science for men. You know, I don't think the men who do that are doing that intentionally mm. more often than not, they're truly just misreading the signals. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there definitely would be some men that uh, would be thinking, no, I'm entitled to this mm. and that's terrible. Mm. That should be called out. But I would go out on a limb here and obviously I'm very biased, but I think the majority, vast majority of those situations would just be a pure misunderstanding. For sure. And we have talked in some of our old podcasts about how sometimes it can be confusing when, you know, a, a man's got his hand on your leg and, and you're kissing and then she's like, oh, stop it yeah. and keeps kissing you. Mm. And I was saying, you know, just stop it to be, just be safe and stop it. But it is, can be really conflicting because sometimes we don't want to like kill the vibe or, or be mm. rejecting, but we don't want to, take things further so it's definitely not the men's fault unless he continues after she's been like okay no stop um but it is it is a hard situation to read and you know like there was I went through a phase where I was I was um dating women and obviously I was first time ever as an adult ever doing that Mm -hmm. and I was like god like what role do I take now like who texts first like who like who does this it was so weird to me it was just a trip Mm. um and then I kind of I got I had a lot of empathy for men (laughs) during that and I was like it's not it's not easy um (laughs) 
It's fun, but not yeah, easy. Right. It's not. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's good, you know, for for women to be able to be um, forthcoming with their and not coming on too strong. No one should come on too strong. There's actually like a, a method um, which people, a lot of people think is the the key to successful flirting, and it's called the push pull method. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would be know. like a, um, I will I'll give you something. It's not negging, um, but it's it would be I would say a compliment, but then I will soften it with humor or something yeah. like that, or do it in reverse. Like one example that this Matthew Hussey guy was saying was that text a guy saying you're so annoying, mm. and then leave it at that, and then the guy would respond saying so. That's kind of like the push, like push away, you're annoying, and he's like, oh why? And then you'd be like, oh because you're making this quarantine so hard. And then that's the pull. So it's like this definitely kind of toy between um, putting yourself out there and then softening it with humor or being showing your interest but then making it cheeky afterwards, mm. yeah. And a lot of this may seem trivial and frustrating for uh, people who might not be that good at it. Yeah. Um, and why do we have to focus on something so banal and mm. uh, simple as texting technique when there are so many other issues at play mm. in the world but what uh good flirtation skills show is emotional intelligence exactly eq which yeah. is a sign of greater it's it's mm. it is a sign of intelligence mm. so these are uh important things to uh, you don't have to see them as a as a skill necessarily but i just think uh, as a byproduct of being confident Mm-hmm. And 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 working on your on yourself in other areas of your life, mm-hmm. these things happen naturally. Yeah, you get better at these sort of this sort of stuff. When you focus too much on just I want to get laid, you well you you will probably, but it's a, it's almost like a law of diminishing returns. When you're focusing on so many other aspects of your life, then you don't have time to worry about. I got to wait three days to text. Oh, am I overthinking this text? You literally don't have time. I'm like, I've got all these other things I've got to think of. All right, now I'll text her. Like, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be something that you're overthinking because there are so many other things that are ocup- occupying your mind. Mm. Now, if you're uh, really struggling, I would recommend going, you know, reading some books and, mm. and going to. There's a um, there's a female dating coach for men. I've forgotten her name, but she did an interview on this YouTube channel called Trigonometry, and she was great. I've just completely forgotten her name, but she had some really interesting advice mm. and I thought that was... What uh, was some of her advice? Well, she talked uh, a lot about that, that um, the escalation mm. and that mm. she was talking to one of the male interviewees and uh, he was talking about how when he first kissed his girlfriend, they'd gone on a few dates and then one night they'd had a few drinks and he just thought, I'm just going to go for it. So mm. that was the point of escalation. Like he, mm. yeah, it's, it's risk, you know, risking rejection yeah. to go in for something uh, that, well, he wanted mm. and mm. and then and then she wanted too. Um, yeah. So she talked about that and then she talked about ways to, improve that and and work on that and observe that mm. i can't remember it was a long time ago i saw this but i i just remember listening to it being like that's that's good <laughs> that's good <laughs> you know I've, i'll come out of comedy shows and be like that was so funny <laughs> what was your favorite joke ah oh, you know yeah 
<laughs> it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just the so, feeling uh, you got from it. It exactly. resonates. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. And it's um it's always good to kind of not get those tips up your sleeve, but to know that it's important to sometimes listen and learn these things if it's if it doesn't come so natural to you because otherwise you can you know you run the risk of coming on too intense or too strong or, or too scary or, or something like that and then the reason why they say you know this push pull thing is so effective is because if you're just doing the push and you're dropping the my god you know if i had just met someone and he's saying because all you're annoying oh and or be if, like well, yeah well, why are you texting me then <laughs> that exactly if it was just like a kind of like these little cheeky insults you know what like constantly though i'd be a bit like mm. Mm, and yeah. then if it was the other way it was like i've just someone's come up to me and was like oh my gosh eliza you're beautiful and and you're so smart and you're so this and my god you want to do that too i want to do that like why don't we do this together my instinct would be like a, i'm not gonna trust everything he says yeah. um like i'd be a bit cautious with that but it's this kind of drop a little interest and soften it with humor is so important because it also helps people like there's a really good example of this and um you know russell brand of course yeah. and he does this interview with i can't remember her name she's like one of the uh, like the no, australian infamous, yeah. yeah like aca reporters or something um a current affair and he's saying if if you were on um my TV as a teenage boy, I would have lost control. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, cause, cause you're so beautiful. And then she kind of gets a bit like, oh, thank you. And you can see her feeling awkward. And she's just like, oh, that's, that's so nice. And he goes, oh, it's not nice. It's a bit inappropriate. And he instantly softens yeah. it with humor. And then they're laughing together and like bonded, like that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's an, well, that's a whole uh, new can of worms. I'll get to that soon, <laughs> but just really quickly, I just want to add another point about, I hear a lot about, yeah, this from women, this man was really made me so uncomfortable the way mm. he was messaging me, the way he approached me. And I do want to just reiterate that I, I really don't think the majority of men are trying to get that reaction from no, you. They're really trying yeah. their best yeah. more often than not. And if they are coming across as extremely aggressive or uh, almost argumentative and, and mean, it's probably coming from a place of deep insecurity that oh, this is the way for me to yeah, win her. Yeah. And it's sad that it, it doesn't work and that it does uh, make women feel very uncomfortable, but it's not coming from this malicious, mm. powerful idea of this, I'm just going to be mean to you. Because, You're my woman now. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, coming from that course. at all. And might be some where it's coming from that sort of uh, yeah. it's synonymous with that elitism, but mm. I firmly believe for the vast majority, especially younger guys, it's really coming from a place of they're actually just trying their best. Do you know what we should talk about is how how we know when when a woman is reciprocating that interest? Yeah, like you know, test and invest. Sure, or invest and then test. <laughs> Can I quickly just yeah. add something about that mm. Russell Brand interview? Mm. See, now he's a is a strong – everyone brought up that interview. Do you remember the Chris Gale incident? A few years ago, cricketer Chris Gale uh, from the West Indies is, is being interviewed by a female reporter and then he said something. He, he just started flirting with her basically and mm -hmm. was saying like, I, I only came – I can't come. I'm trying to do my <laughs> – Are we doing the accent? accent? Yeah. <laughs> 
beer can. You know how they say to get into the Jamaican accent, you say beer can. Yeah. It's like beer, beer can. Yeah. I, I came here just to see your. I, I can't do it. But he basically said, um, and I'm the accent guy. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he was like, um, you know, I came here to get an inter- interview from you just to see your eyes. Uh, maybe we should get a drink after the after the match or whatever. And she was visibly uncomfortable. There was a big store. Uh, Twitter went crazy. Oh, really? The, the reporters had to uh, apologize. Sorry, the commentators apologized. And there was this huge argument about women in, in the workplace, especially in sport. sport. Yeah. And a lot of men were saying, what about this Russell Brand interview? where he's just openly flirted with this girl. And people celebrated and it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, girls like, oh, that's that's cheeky. So it's almost as though it that's does come sweet. across sometimes that it's if the man is successful with his flirtation, it's appropriate. Yeah. But if he's unsuccessful and, and, and it makes the girl uncomfortable, then he's a bad guy. That's such a good point. But do you know what I think the difference is between the two? Yeah. Is one of them, and I'm not saying flirting with reporters is okay, or I'm not even going to put my opinion into this, but I think one of them, the way that Russell Brand did it, he made a little comment that she was beautiful and they made a joke and that was it. Mm-hmm. But this other guy is saying we should get a drink afterwards. If I was on television and I had like a boyfriend <laughs> or a husband and I'm like, I'm going to have to reject someone. Like, do I have to respond to this kind of proposition right now right. directly? That would be the thing that is making me so uncomfortable. If he was just like, maybe if he'd stopped it at as here to see your eyes kind of thing, it might have been different. Yeah. I yeah. mean, sure people would have been pissed off because, yeah, she's being sexualized and it's hard to be a woman working in, in the sports field. And I'm not saying I support that, but I think that that would be a big difference in the audience response between the two. Well, then it comes down to yeah. emotional intelligence in yeah. again. So uh, Russell was able to have a bit more emotional awareness about the mm. situation, whereas Chris didn't. So maybe what people are getting upset about is actually the lack of emotional intelligence there mm. and not the fact that mm. that flirtation wasn't a successful one. Mm. Um Sorry, we sidetracked a bit there. Were you gonna? You were gonna say we should talk about something else? Oh uh, yeah. How how to know when when someone or in particular a woman is is accepting your approach or interested yeah. in you? Um, <laughs> because I agree that it can be. Uh, they all? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't weren't looking at the. If you're just listening to the audio, I made a face there. That was. Sarcastic. Yeah, obviously sarcastic, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think one of the one of the big ones is um is knowing body language mm-hmm. and being able to understand that. And particularly you'll see if a, if a woman is disinterested, she'll instantly be kind of like, I won't go from the mic, but she'll be leaning back mm-hmm. like this a little bit, and you'll see it so often at a club and he's in particular and a guy will come up to you and he's like whispering in your ear and you just see her like going back 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 um and he's going forward 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 so i think that's that's a big one um even crossing your arms Mm -hmm. um and or if you have your arms open that's a sign that you're open to receiving conversation facing your body towards someone and you know they they say that a lot of a lot of language speaks in your feet as well where your feet are facing 
um, oh. is, a, is a big one, but don't go assuming, oh, this person, <laughs> this chick speaks at me. <laughs> she wants me. <laughs> That's um, not quite how it works, but just like it, if it all accumulates together. Um, Do you think there's some sort of underlying seduction that always occurs in all of the, in, in most interactions. flirtatious interactions? Yeah. You know, if I'm trying to, mm-hmm. if I'm trying to get a one night stand or whatever, mm-hmm. but not in, in that way, but I'm going out with a girl, had a few drinks and, you know, I'd like to spend the night. Mm. There is some kind of underlying seduction that always, where I yep. not have to manipulate her, but there's a there's a persuasion that mm. often happens. It's it's very rarely that the girl, you know, 10 minutes in is like, yeah, I want to come home with you. Mm. It's, it's you know, you, you sort of ease into it a little bit and yeah. then, and then you might ask her. Um, I think that for people, you know, like like yourself or that are more confident and experienced in it will naturally be able to pick up on the signals. And for other people, they have to consciously um, acknowledge what these signals are. But there are some yeah. definite signals that you can kind of keep an eye out for. I think I actually talked about this the night that we met. Um, and <laughs> yeah. okay. And... I was saying like I watched this thing once at uni in um, a behavioral science um, course and it was like a little like uh, study that they'd filmed about pretty much what they'd done is they put like um, 20 single men and 20 single women in a room um, or multiple and for the women that were interested in their partners, mm. they all had the exact same flirtatious body language techniques that they were doing. Yeah, okay. And those were um, the major ones were um, exposing your wrists or touching your wrists um, or playing with your drink was one. Oh, yeah. Um, another one was also the collarbone, like kind of like fiddling with your necklace or like around your shirt, like sure. exposing that. It's like a kind of like an uncomfortable being vulnerable about you, but yeah. also look at these dainty points on me and like these feminine um, aspects. A big one was touching hair, um, raised voices, like speaking a bit more like this kind yeah, of thing. Right. Um, change in tone. Okay. And then becoming the, the, the giggling little Yeah, girl, the I giggles. And then the last two, the two biggest ones were when um, they were, and it was really funny watching the video of all the women do this like individually, but they would be waiting for a man to know he's watching them and she'll be chatting about something like this. And when she finishes her point, she looks straight at him. And that is the whole, and then maintains like a, um, an eye contact longer than usual. So that Mm. would be something that, um, kind of like looking up from under your eyelashes. But the biggest one as well is also like a, it'll be a breaking the touch barrier, like a, a hand on the forearm yeah, or right, on the right. shoulder when you're laughing mm, and things like okay. that. So those were the signs. And I'm not saying that just because someone gives you all these signs, it means that you've got it in the bag and then you're like, you know, she's going to go home with you. But it was interesting. They pretty much were showing that all women that were interested in these partners in this one study Every single one of them ticked every one of those All of them. behaviors off. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, watch out for those uh, <laughs> those behaviors. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I suppose if a man's interested, he's just, he'll just 
stare. <laughs> yeah, well, men do things like um, they like make them they make themselves hold more space. So sometimes they'll sit back like this, have the leg up like that. Right. Um, yeah. That's that's a big one. Holding eye contact a little bit longer than usual, like just a, a second or two longer. Um, sometimes they also change their Depends voices. how confident they are yeah. because if they're not very confident and they really like the girl, they might not make eye contact. That's, too, that's exactly right. Nervous. Yeah. Um, and that happened to me a, a few weeks ago when I had um, just met um, a guy that I was on a date with and afterwards my best friend messaged me and she was like, how was your date? And I was like, oh, he's really sweet and like, you know, I had pretty much ridden off the date because he wasn't like really looking at me and he was a bit kind of like this um, and wasn't making that much of an effort. And I was like, oh, look, he's, I don't think he's that interested, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then it turns out he had told me later on that he was just really nervous and and couldn't talk and then obviously that warmed my heart and then i was like oh okay cute yeah but my first instinct was like no he's not interested like yeah that's it interesting so it's good to be cautious of how your nerves can come across definitely because um a lot of the advice that you're given through these forums and these sites and often from other girls is that confidence is always the most attractive Mm feature so you might be no i loved it as soon as i found out he was like nervous i was like i was gone i was like cute all right (laughs) i'm I'm invested there you go (laughs) okay well then it comes down to the whole um and the hormonal talked about this a lot which was really interesting Mm. that there are different things that both genders look for when it comes to either a sexual partner or a um, long-term romantic partner mm. so when it came to a sexual partner women looks was the number one thing they look for whereas when it came to a sexual partner for men they didn't care that much about looks but for a yeah. <laughs> for a longer for a longer um a longer like a romantic partner mm. looks was really important to men oh. whereas uh for a longer romantic partner looks wasn't that important yes, for women? Yes. So wow, that's I so found interesting. that really interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah, I suppose that rings true to me because when it's a, uh, when it's a, if you're going for a one night stand or just a, a physical encounter, mm. sure, you want to be physically attracted to them, but mm. it's just about, <laughs> all right, uh, you know. Getting laid. I just want to get laid, yeah. right? So it's not, I'm not putting a huge premium and like, oh, they have to be stunning, mm. they have to be beautiful. But then when you have a long-term partner, that's someone that, um, I don't know, just, it's more of an, inv- mm. an investment. So it's not everything, but if you can get someone who's absolutely gorgeous, Lucky you. Uh, look for that more in 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 that as opposed to just the one one off it's encounter. It's so it's so true, and you know it, it, it it's a fact, and it's biology. But just like hearing it as a if I take off like you know a therapist hat and just like as a woman, yeah, it like stresses me. And sure. I'm like, but what about when I'm pregnant? And then you know the, your body changes and your hair falls out postpartum, and then you're getting older, like those kind of things. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. I don't, <laughs> If he, if he, you know, if he cares about it, you're not going to leave you. If you <laughs> no, but if that's the most Jeez. important, you're like, yikes. But then you know what? It's like you, you find attraction, not just in. I don't think, 
sorry, I don't think it was, I can't remember if it was the most important, but there was a difference in, uh, they ranked all the uh, things they looked for mm. when they're looking for both of those things, a one-night stand versus a mm. uh, long-term emotional partner. And it was uh, ranked higher, on, uh, for men, looks was ranked higher when it was a long-term partner yeah. versus for women. I can definitely say that when we, women are like, you know, want to find someone that when it comes to long term they're more so looking for someone that makes them feel safe and secure emotionally yeah um and even like you know that podcast um call her daddy yeah i haven't even i've listened to one episode ever i I heard someone telling me that hey (laughs) she was listening to our podcast she's like this is like an intellectual version of call her daddy (laughs) oh is it yeah okay yeah i kind of liked it It was it was vulgar and funny it's good but the the Latest one they've got out at the moment. I haven't listened to it. I just saw their like short Are they on back Instagram. Together? I thought they broke up or something. I don't know. I think it's just the one. I don't know. I literally have no idea about them. But they were saying like, you know, you don't marry the big dick. You marry the boyfriend dick, the the average size dick. And I just thought that was like a funny like <laughs> reflection on like a the kind of the looks versus personality thing. <laughs> Maybe it's actually nothing related. Yeah. But, See, but yeah. like then I yeah. hear something like that and I'm like, oh, geez, like, you know, <laughs> you're marrying a girl and because you've got an average dick and then she's been with all these guys with giant dicks. So you're like, oh, all right. At <laughs> the end of the day, you've got to laugh about this stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't get too insecure about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you know what? Dick size, well, yeah, let's just... <laughs> We'll leave. We won't go down that conversation. That's another thing. Nah, look, that's another thing. Girls always say like, no, dick, like I don't like it too big or whatever. But then really? Yes, like, really. <laughs> obviously there's like a limit. Like you don't, it, it, you know, it has to fit. Honestly, I, ha- I literally had this conversation last night at a girl's night. Like it's, like it's just, it's all, it's, it's just about. Um, the technique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well you look so unhappy <laughs> oh do i with that conversation all about the technique <laughs> no i'm just it's just more that uh that thing of like you hear something but then the action sometimes mm. well you hear one thing and then sometimes you might hear the other thing you know mm. um if if it's like a girl with her group of friends they'll be like yeah how big was his dick and all that yeah versus then uh, you hear something like that where it's like, oh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. So, you know, it's just like, mm, which one is it? Which <laughs> <laughs> one is? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Honestly, it's like it goes through. It's all good. The listeners actually, I spoke about my dick size on the Neil and Jordan podcast. You've spoken so. about it on this one too. Yeah, I have. I, I'm very. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> we all know about Neil's dick. <laughs> Jesus, that's great. No surprises then, you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Very revealing. I always say, I was like, I was like, I've got to stop talking about like my personal um, sex life or dick size, but here we are again. But you know what? It's the same for women as well. Last night, me and my girlfriends were, have you ever heard of the Labia Library? No. Well, I recommend everyone looks it up. It's it's not porn, mm-hmm. but it's a website and we were on it and it's pretty much like thousands and thousands of women have submitted photos of their labia, of their vaginas yeah. from the front angle and from beneath. 
to show the massive, massive variety um, amongst women and how, you know, in porn and things like that, we only see one type. Um, and that even on the internet, it's very co- uncommon to see this, this other type or the outies. Um, so yeah. I think that, you know, it can be, and so many women are, um, incredibly that, that have outies because it's not seen, they can be so, so, so self-conscious. There's an Instagram account called, which is similar. It's called the, um, the vulva gallery. And this woman will take people's photos and because it's on Instagram, she paints them instead and she'll upload a painting of another woman's vagina um and there's hundreds of comments being like wow like thanks for this i didn't know that other people look like this or this was normal or i've been shamed by men because of this so it happens it definitely would happen both ways i think yeah yeah and then there's a lot of guys who are really insecure about and then there's a thing called Mm. um micro penis where it's an actual like disorder and stuff like that and you know, I've heard girls tell me some stories about guys where they were clearly very self-conscious yeah. and they'd be saying things like, "Is it, you know, is it big enough? Is it big enough while they were yeah. having sex? And I just feel, that makes me feel really sad, actually, as much as we joke about, you know, oh, yeah, this guy's got a small dick or whatever. What are your thoughts on this um, when someone has, you know, just a normal average size penis and then a woman is saying, oh, my God, it's so big. Like, would you rather, would that be a compliment that is good or would you rather just be like, oh my God, it's perfect, not like lie about it? Um, like, I always feel like if you had tiny. Look, most guys kind of know, but then if you're saying like, it, it, oh, it feels so good, yeah. oh, it's so it's so big inside me, stuff like that. <laughs> That because then otherwise it's just a lie. If you're like, right, that's what I that's thought. So it's like telling Look, a girl with A cup tits like your tits are massive, kind of thing. No, but I you love can it, still say things like oh, they're, they're so, great, yeah, they're good, or like, perfect. Yeah. You can make you can say things that'll make it that'll be good in the moment. If you compliment it, make it an authentic, true compliment. Yeah, is the moral of that story. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, no, you can kind of if a, if if a girl was like, "Whoa, oh my god, it's so big," I'd be like, "All right, like, you just <laughs> calm down." That. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But if it's just like, yeah, it feels it feels really good, or mm-hmm. like it's it's it, uh, with the one I've told you about, which is like, "Oh, it's bigger than I thought." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> that's a backhanded right. compliment. That's a neg. If that's ever a neg. <laughs> Did you like that? But then I'm like, okay, no. so you still came home with me thinking I had a tiny dick. Yeah. So that means there's she other aspects to me that must be great. <laughs> so, yay. Or maybe she likes tiny dick. Lots of people do. Well, I can't I can't <laughs> offer that, unfortunately. So, uh Oh, that's so sad. Not no, not for me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sad about that. Gone downhill. <laughs> this is really going downhill. <laughs> All right. Um, On that note. Yeah, maybe we should wrap it up. <laughs> That's always a good advice. But, um, wrap it um, up. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. <laughs> God, this really. It's not intellectual anymore. No, it's not. It's, um, this is what happens when we do podcasts at night time rather than during the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, brief, uh, any concluding remarks? I guess this one's all about uh, picking up. Um, Mm. I just want to, yeah, I'd like to uh, just highlight the fact that 
from a male perspective, it's very daunting and, and tough to navigate, especially mm. if you're young and, and many times when it can come across as really uncomfortable and uneasy for women, mm. I feel bad, but mm. I, I would also say that more often than not, it's really, it's a man really trying to do his best. Yeah. And he's just, and he's maybe very, he's, he's lacking in confidence. Um, and I'm not saying we've got to pity fuck him or whatever, but you know, try to reject people nicely when you can. Mm. Also, men, you know, like read the signals. Yeah, know uh, the signals. <laughs> yeah. Know when someone's attracted. If she's not reciprocating and she's not, you know, leaning into you and, and chatting and engaging you in your conversation or she's being short, yeah, it does. It, it's, it's unlikely she's interested. And take a step back and wait and see if she then approaches you. I think that's a good one. And also, like you said, the men can misunderstand these things or you know it's they're they're coming on strong but they don't mean to it's all about intention and if you have good intention and you when you're approaching women I think it's really important to hold that don't have the intention that I'm gonna like do this and get this in the bag right now just have a good intention that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this girl I'm gonna have a chat to her I'm gonna see where things go mm-hmm. yeah be patient uh if you if you keep working on yourself as you get older as you get to your mid-20s, late-20s, mm. you then have a huge advantage if you've been working on yourself yeah. and you haven't been drinking every night. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. That's to that. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. Really appreciate all the fo- – I've been looking. Every podcast gets more and more followers on Spotify. Oh, so that's good. Really appreciate it, guys. Uh, share it. Talk to your friends about it. Um, get the word out there. And we we really want to grow this podcast. We, we think it, you know, we really think this could resonate with you know most people in their twenties, thirties, hell, mm. just of any age really. Mm. So get the word out there. Um, follow Eliza on Instagram. Follow me on on the socials if you don't. And we see you next time. See you next week. I won't talk about my dick. <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs>